Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> Secretary of State Antony Blinken, thank you so much for joining me. Let's start with that new British intelligence that the Russian government is planning to install a pro-Russian leader in Ukraine. Does the U.S. agree with that view? Well, Dana, I can't comment on specific pieces of intelligence, but you know, we've been warning about just this kind of tactic uh, for weeks, uh, and we've, uh, we've spoken to that uh, publicly. And just last week, we sanctioned four agents of Russia, uh, Ukrainians, uh, in Ukraine, uh, seeking to destabilize the government. So this is very much part of the Russian toolkit. It runs the gamut from a large conventional uh, incursion or invasion of Ukraine to uh, these kind of destabilizing activities in an attempt to, to topple the government. And it's important that people be on notice about that possibility. Does this intelligence make it more likely, in your view, that Putin is going to invade? I don't think it speaks to whether it's more or less likely. I think it speaks to the fact that, uh, as always, Russia develops uh, lots of different options uh, for uh, uh, doing things, including uh, in, uh, in Ukraine, and this is one of them, and it's something that people have to, uh, have to be aware of. Similarly, we've warned about the possibility of so-called false flag operations, that is, Russia manufacturing a provocation and then justifying anything it does uh, in, in terms of responding to this manufactured provocation. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of focus, rightly, on the fact that Russia has concentrated so many forces on Ukraine's border, uh, and in the, in the, with the history of 2014, uh, in our minds and Russia's invasion of Ukraine then, mm -hmm. uh, we're rightly focused on that. But it's also important that people understand there are a range of things that Russia could do, uh, could be preparing you, and we're prepared uh, to deal with all of them. I want to get to those other potential options that Russia has in a moment. But broadly, you mentioned the troops. It's 127,000 Russian mm -hmm. troops now near the border. How much power, in all honesty, does the U.S. really have to stop Russia? We've given Russia two paths. There's a path of diplomacy and dialogue, one that I engaged in with Foreign Minister Lavrov uh, just last week in, uh, in Geneva. But there's also a path of uh, its renewed aggression and massive consequences that we have been building now for many weeks. And it's not just us uh, that's saying it. Uh, the G7, the world's leading democratic economies, have been clear about that. The European Union's been clear about that. NATO's been clear about that. And as we're doing that, we provided more defensive assistance uh, military assistance uh, to Ukraine uh, last year than at any time uh, in the past. Uh, I just uh, authorized myself the provision of uh, American origin uh, military equipment that's with uh, third countries, uh, Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania, uh, to get to Ukraine. And we are in intense, uh, regular, constant co communication, uh, consultation with allies and partners to make it very clear that these massive consequences will follow. So basically at this point, Donna, the, the choice is Vladimir Putin's. Indeed, it is Vladimir Putin's choice, and it looks like the choice that he is going to make is to invade Ukraine. It almost seems imminent. You know, I wonder if Joe Biden was actually listening to my podcast. Maybe he took uh, <laughs> a little advice from myself, because not two episodes ago did I say that the smart move, if you're a strong leader, is you sanction them immediately, you send troops and aid to the area and tell them, don't you dare come across that border, or there's going to be a big problem. However, I doubt he actually listens to my podcast, because why would he listen to anything that would give him a little bit of 
common sense style advice. <laughs> I mean, I know it's hard to come by these days. Anyways, Biden and his administration is trying to do damage control currently. They are shipping out military personnel to the area. Looks like they're sending around 5,000 troops as of now. They've also shipped two separate shipments of aid, such as weapons and ammunition and such, to Ukraine. The second one arrived. It was 80 tons worth. Ukraine does seem to be celebrating getting the additional aid. Because they know what we all know, which is Russia is going to do what they say they're going to do. They are going to invade. Um, It's amazing how a week ago they were like, ah, Russia's not going to do anything. We're going to sanction them. It's no problem. Then you start getting the messages closer to the end of the weekend or end of the week last week and then during the weekend that the Biden administration is telling the uh, U.S. Embassy's families to leave immediately. And they're also telling all Americans that if you do not leave, they will not be able to get you out of the country if Russia happens to invade. (laughs) Of, Of course not. Why would they? Let's see, could we link this to another disastrous withdrawal from a country, you know, like Afghanistan, where he didn't get all the Americans out, there's still Americans there today. We lost soldiers in the process, we gave the country over to a terrorist nation, a nation that actually lines up with Russia and China and all the other communist countries that are working together to try and take over the globe. As you heard in the audio clip that I played for you, in 2014, they also invaded and annexed a particular area in Ukraine. What I would like to point out, okay, is that in 2014, who was the president? Oh, that's right. Barack Big-Eared Hussein Obama. Another weak Democratic leader, just like Joe Biden, Obama, if you remember, went on his apology tour and he went and told everybody he's so sorry that America's so great and you guys aren't. He's sorry that for over a hundred years, we've worked so hard to become what we are. Our citizens have busted their butts. We've invested in ourselves. We did everything that we could to build ourselves up and we're sorry for doing that. Sorry, you don't apologize for being the Super Bowl winner. You don't apologize for taking home the gold trophy, okay? If you're the best, you're the best. Be proud that you're the best. But when it comes down to these democratic, liberal, progressive, globalist elites, since they want to bring this country down, they're going to go on an apology tour like Obama did. Well, now, That was in 2014, and now in 2022, you have another extremely weak leader. Probably weaker than Obama because at least Obama still has his wits about him, whereas Joe Biden doesn't know what day of the week it is. But you have another weak leader, so Russia ain't scared. Russia is not scared of sanctions. Russia is not scared of whatever threats that Joe Biden is making. Russia's going to make their move, and they don't care what the hell Joe Biden says. They're not worried that the United States is going to do anything. I mean, for God's sake, 
Nobody's scared of the United States right now. While all this is going on where Russia is threatening, it, it really does look imminent that they're going to invade. 39 aircrafts, most of them fi- uh, fighter jets, flew near Taiwan on Sunday, looking like they were doing some type of military operation or test or whatnot. China, which we know has been threatening to take over Taiwan, just like they took over Hong Kong, China wants Taiwan back. China does not accept the fact that in 1949, Taiwan took its independence and became its own nation. China does not acknowledge that, and they want Taiwan back. Now, I did an episode explaining how disastrous excuse me, that would be because Taiwan makes most of the microchips that we use here in the United States for everything, for vehicles, for phones, for anything that that takes a microchip, they do make the majority of them, about 90% of them. If China was to get a hold of Taiwan, now they have a hold on what chips go out where and when. The world is going to be held basically to ransom to that nation. China is not a friendly nation. China wants to be the world's superpower. They want to dominate. They are not scared of the United States. Just as Russia is not scared of the United States, they perform these military exercises, and what happens to them? Other than Biden going, no, 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 you shouldn't be doing that. They don't care. Nothing else happens. Sanctions, you think they care about the sanctions anymore? We are struggling as a country right now. Our dollar is being devalued on a daily basis. Inflation is through the roof. The United States is very rocky right now. It's not safe to invest here for the most part pretty much anymore for other countries because they see we are faltering under this leadership that is trying to take us down. There is no fear. Another example. What is the current policy? If anybody knows, please tell me. Send me an email. Send me a tweet. Send me something. Does anybody know the Biden administration's policy on North Korea? Nobody has a clue. Little rocket man's firing them off like it's all good. He's advancing the technology in his rockets where they're going further. So that's a problem because they're <laughs> if you can get further and further, they're going to get to a point eventually where it becomes a real threat to us here. Okay. What is the policies? Has he even talked to Kim Jong? Kim Jong? Has he done anything? He doesn't sanction them. He doesn't talk to them. He doesn't talk to China about them. He's not, he's not addressing China about flying over Taiwan and their threat with Taiwan. He says a couple little things that we will do what's necessary. We won't let them invade Taiwan. But yet they go fly all these fighter jets over there testing you. And what do you do? Nothing. Quiet. Radio silence. The big focus right now is on Russia. Why is the big focus on Russia? Because Joe Biden is about to have another disaster on his hands like Afghanistan. It's going to show how weak he is. Once again, he didn't take the right steps to protect that country from an invasion. He wasn't proactive enough on it. And ultimately, the people that are going to pay the price are the Ukrainians. They're the ones that are going to get slaughtered. And God forbid, if you're an American and you are hearing the sound of my voice, get out of that country as soon as possible. Because you see, Sleepy Creepy had no problem leaving Americans behind in Afghanistan, has never gone back to get them, 
He just left him stranded. And if you think you're going to get any different treatment than what he has already done to our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan, believe me, you're wrong. If you are trapped there, when that moment comes, you're on your own to get out on your own if you can even do that. I got to tell you, this administration is a disaster. Elections have consequences. For anybody that voted for Joe Biden, no matter what political party you uh, identify with, Whoever voted for Joe Biden, this is what you voted for. Our world is in chaos. It is completely unsafe right now. I can tell you that no matter what your feelings were about Donald Trump, they wouldn't try this with him in office. They knew better because if he said he was going to do something, he was going to do it. He would beef up the region. He would go call Putin personally and tell him, stand down. If not, we're going to have a problem. But because of our weak leadership, you don't get that. These people didn't do these things under Donald Trump. North Korea, we were back. Lines were open. He was talking with them, trying to get that whole situation under control. China was behaving itself. Russia was behaving itself. And now everybody, like bad little children, when mom and dad leave the house... Now they're all running rampant, running wild, and they're going to throw a house party while everybody's gone until they come home and return. Hopefully the return is in 2024. But as of right now, the world is chaotic, and it doesn't look like it's getting any better. I mean, I would venture to say, and I don't want to think about it, but I mean, (laughs) potentially you could be looking at a World War III. If Russia goes in to Ukraine hard enough, China decides to make their move to take over Taiwan, everybody's going to have to get involved. At that point, it's wartime. I mean, do, do we really need to be going down this path again? There's no diplomatic solution to this? You know what? I'm sorry. But again, elections have consequences. If that's the path that we end up having to walk down, then that's the path we're going to walk down. And it is all due to a lack of of leadership. I can't believe we're at this point in history again. We just pulled out of Afghanistan. We're trying to stop that war. No matter how disastrous it was, we were trying to get out of there and stop it. Obviously, we can't be somewhere forever. I think everybody understands that. We also understood that there would be some type of of challenge to the new government over there. The Taliban would go in and try to regain control, but we didn't even set them up good enough, not with equipment, not with training to defend and protect themselves. So that is a failure on our end. We shouldn't be in a a constant police state. We shouldn't be involved in everybody else's business. Again, I don't like big government, so I don't think that that is necessary. I think most nations need to handle things on their own, but time to time, you do have nations that struggle, that need assistance. The best assistance, a lot of times, is training, is to teach them the know-how, how to defend yourself, what are the strategies, get them to a point where they are comfortable, where they could keep it at bay themselves, and then you back out. We didn't even give them that opportunity. I mean, you know, you heard them all, everybody, oh, we didn't anticipate it was going to collapse that fast. No, we, we didn't see that coming. Oh, man, the Taliban, they they seized all of the stuff that's over there. Man, they got all that equipment from us and guns and money and cash and helicopters and Humvees and everything. Oh, my God, it's terrible. What did we do about it? Oh, that's right. 
Well, when you're as weak as Biden is, I guess you don't do anything. You just let him keep it. Hey, you know, it's only taxpayer money. We only paid for all that. You know, delivering them pallets of cash, you know, <laughs> kind of like Obama did. You know, Obama's dropping off cash in the middle of the night. Joe Biden just left it there. <laughs> this is great, man. Oh, we are just, I don't even know. We're, we're heading in a direction that is, not only in the United States is it bad. You know, everybody at home here is feeling it. Uh, I played a little audio clip for you yesterday about even progressive liberals with the whole COVID thing. They're done with this administration. They're done with this whole COVID thing. I mean, the frustration at home is bad enough. What we're dealing with here on our soil is bad enough. We don't need these problems overseas that we're going to have to address, that more of our young men and women in uniform are going to have to go over there and potentially lose their lives just because you have a geriatric patient in the White House that half the time doesn't know where he is, know who he is. He probably doesn't even know he's president. I mean, it's it's not necessary to be here. Really, the reason we're here is... The lack of people paying attention to the things that actually matter and people paying attention to stupid things like tweets. Oh, Donald Trump, he's so mean. I don't like when he tweets stuff. He's such a mean bully. Oh, my God. But yet his policies were tight. Everybody was happy with his policies. Everybody's making money. Unemployment's as low as it can be. Life was good. But, you know, those darn tweets, yeah. I bet most of you that voted for Joe Biden would trade those tweets to have Donald Trump back right now, seeing how bad it is here at home. Unbelievable. All right. On to another subject that I love so much. Leah Thomas, formerly Will Thomas, or still Will Thomas, just parading around as a female. He won two more. Um, the 100-yard and the 200-yard freestyle races against Harvard University. His teammates are now speaking out against him. One did previously. One now uh, wants to remain anonymous. She says that women are now third-class citizens. I would like to say to all progressives and liberals and anybody that wants to keep an open mind and you want to be human and we don't want to hurt people and everybody deserves whatever, You are literally, you're taking everything from them. You're taking them, uh, their identity. You're taking all of their titles, any accomplishments that they've made. They are losing because of your sick and twisted mentality, thinking that it's okay for a biological male to compete in sports the way that they do. Or to let a biological male claim to be the first female in any particular position that has never had a female lead to it. And I'm referring to either politics or corporations or whatever. Where the hell are all the women's groups? I know I've said this multiple times, but it's just frustrating to watch this go on. I have a daughter. I have a wife. I have sisters. Women, real women, not pretend, not dress up doll time, not, not little boys parading around in dresses thinking that they're women, but real women deserve their titles. They've worked hard for them. 
it's sad to watch this happen that slowly as the years go on every single title that has ever been held by a woman in sports is going to be taken away by a man parading around as a woman you're going to lose it all it's it's sad to say and I'll repeat myself again but it's sad to say that we're at a point in time where men can do everything better than women including being women that that's the sick crazy times that we are living in. I just had to throw that in there at the end of this episode because it's just so frustrating to watch this continuously go on. There is no uproar, no women group. All the ones that advocate, all the ones that are running around with vagina hats on, all the ones that are storming the Capitol uh, building, the insurrection at the Capitol building when they were trying to confirm Kavanaugh. And boy, what a mistake that was. But when they were trying to confirm him, where are all these women's groups? Where are all these women's groups that fight for women's rights? Where are you guys at? Dead silence. These are the moments that let you know that you're on the right side of history. That when you sit here and defend natural women, when you say the things that I say that they want to demonize me for, no, I'm going to fight for women's rights because it is what is right. These are defining moments in time where you need to fix these things. It also points out the hypocrisy from one one side versus the other side. The left, they're quiet as a church mouse. I don't say a word about it. Letting it all get destroyed. Don't care about women. But the right, we're the ones fighting. We're the ones that are supposedly the bad ones, right? We're the the misogynists and we're all this. If, If we were, we wouldn't care. We just let it roll. We're the ones fighting, saying it's wrong. What you're doing is wrong. Letting him in the Olympics is wrong. Giving these awards to men, parading around as women, are wrong. You are taking something away from women that they are not going to be able to get back, and it is wrong. Again, I just, I had to throw that in there at the end because that was bothering me. The Ukraine thing is most important right now. Uh, I I hope to God we do not get into a third world war because with the advancement in all weaponry around the world, it's not going to be like wars of the past. It's going to be extremely ugly. And I pray to God, the only person that can stop it, the only being that will be able to stop it. I pray to God that we don't get to that point. All right. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N, Gap or Parlor, The Real Little Joe, CloudHub, Little Joe CC, check out videos now i have been uploading on youtube little joe cc Uh, i'm also on rumble at little joe's conservative corner facebook a little tricky i've never ever been in facebook and i'm trying to set it up the right way so i'll let you know when that launches however youtube i am putting videos they are all the previous videos i'm uploading like 10 at a time um so that'll be up and running. I will have a new video coming out Friday. Remember, every episode now is coming out weekly. I'll be doing this again tomorrow. So hope you enjoyed your Monday. At least Monday's over. We're on to the next day. And uh, we will do it again tomorrow.